Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. The Big Sky has released a spring football schedule. And maybe we'll give you some wings. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, across the 406. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Uh, hope you had a wonderful, you know, night, all that kind of stuff. Everybody kind of doing the same thing, waiting around, see what's going to happen here. Uh, we continue to wait. What kind of snacks did you have last night? Uh, you know, I had myself a nice taco salad. That's good. Yeah. No snacks, just a meal, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I fell asleep. <laughs> some point. Some point. Uh, That's good. So, anyhow. We intermittently uh, played NBA Jam in between. I went to bed with one result I thought on its way, and I woke up with a different result on its way. That was an odd thing to have happen. Mm. I don't think I'm alone in that, right? I think a lot of people like went to bed looking at Trump, woke up looking at Biden. Right? I mean, the overnight swing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it was a it was a fascinating night. Well, it's been a fascinating mm-hmm. 24 hours and then some and it continues. So in any case, there we are. Boys and girls, 
If you'd like to uh, be a part of the show, we would be so very happy to have you in here. 361-3688 is the phone number. 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. You can also text that phone line. It's so funny. We have a we have an angry, loyal listener who said he was blowing up the line yesterday and you weren't acknowledging it. You, you know what? Here's the thing. People should know this. We have uh, we have somebody in place to filter out all that. <laughs> So if it doesn't get past the screener in the back, it doesn't get to me. Uh, this person you know. was very angry that I said on the radio that the Dallas Cowboys had talent. He wanted to really emphasize that. Uh, but they do they have talent. Don't, yeah, he thinks they don't. Well, he's wrong. I, I said that, too. He said, just because you know their names doesn't mean they're good. It just means they play for the Cowboys. Now, I thought in, that was a pretty good point, in, actually. In his defense, too, you do... All the time, not for the Cowboys in general, list off names to legitimize whether they're good or not. You know, you'll say, "Hey, what about what do you know? They got they got Damian Woods. I don't know Damian Woods. This doesn't mean anything to me, but now now, but the reality is the, the Cowboys do have talent. They just don't have talent in the places that matter. Well, they have the definitively they have the worst secondary in the NFL. And in this day and age in the NFL, that Ooh. means you're going to be horrible." <laughs> Yeah. That's it. That's point blank period. You can talk about. I mean, we, and, I don't want to. I don't want to. I think they're pretty bad at quarterback. I don't want to pander to you too. by saying just listen off all the names or whatever. But like, there's <laughs> dudes on that team that can play though. Jalen Smith can play for anybody for sure. Jalen Smith's going to start a middle linebacker for almost every single team in the entire NFL. Almost. <laughs> I mean, maybe not Green Bay because he's too good to play for the Packers <laughs> linebacker. I mean, I don't know if he starts in San Francisco. Fred Warner's pretty good. I don't know if he starts in Tampa Bay because Levante David and he, Devin White are pretty he's good. going to be on the field. Period. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're going to find a spot for that guy. I mean, there's just very few humans like him. That I mean, that run One. four four that are as big as he is. So yeah. Regardless, anyways, we do have a filtration system. That's just, right. I'm mostly just saying this. Keep to, firing to, off the text three six one three six eight eight, and maybe if they're good enough, they'll make it here. It's you know, it's a high bar. And we're just you know, I like giving jabs out to the guys I know are lo- loyal listeners. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The funniest part about this jab is that how mad you can make people at you for what you say, man. Like this buddy, buddy of mine, he was he is heated. This is twenty minutes on the phone today. Nuanas, you don't understand. The Cowboys don't have talent. I'm like, I do understand. I watched them lose by three touchdowns yeah, to the Redskins, yeah. to the Washington football team, rather. Well, you know, you can't please everybody, so just please the people that uh, you know agree with you, right? That's the new mantra. Um, all right. If you would like to listen live, you can do it on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you check in on the stream. The stream is available all the time, and it is available thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Colton, let's take a look at what we got in the show today. First of all, this was the kind of overarching uh, uh, story piece of uh, the show for us today, and it is the 2021 Big Sky Conference spring football schedule. It is out. It is available. We're going to go through it with you. Look at who's playing where and when, obviously, for Montana Montana State, and then some other key games as we go through and talk about how this thing sets up so we will get into that. It is a Wing It Wednesday. I got trivia questions for Coulter. We got Wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern for you. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Maybe some high school volleyball stuff as well. Top of the hour, our roundtable. Because, uh, you know, what we try and do on the roundtable is interview experts. When the Big Sky Conference football schedule comes out, I'm happy to say that the 
the expert in all the earth is sitting right here across from me. So it makes no sense to bring in somebody who's going to be second rate on the biggest story of the day. So we will uh, have a little conversation. We're going to talk about some specifics of this thing Mm -hmm. um, off the top, but we will get into not so much more detail, but more uh, sort of narrative about how the season shapes up at the top of the hour and and, and converse about that. There's a couple couple different interesting factors, and we'll get into a little bit more. For example, the Cats and the Grizz play each other in the middle of the conference slate, right. not at the end. So we'll talk about all the lead-up to that, what the schedules look like before, and then after that game, and, and then a variety of other pieces of analysis, too. I already have gone through and quickly scored out the entire schedule as well to give myself little there cheat sheet win totals to see who has... Because that, this is going to be exact, This is going to be how it always is in the Big Sky Conference, except for even more pronounced, because you're only playing six games. Oftentimes, there'll be a team or two that finish a lot higher. Should we just start the segment now? Yeah, let's go. Okay, go ahead. Maybe there's, we'll talk about Ben DiNucci. All right. There's there's a, there's often <laughs> there's oftentimes a team or two that that finish higher than maybe what their talent level is indicative of mm. because of the teams they play or don't play. Mm. So we'll get into that a little bit too. Well, let's get into it. Let's do We're it here. Uh, the Big Sky Hour schedule out today. Uh, we'll just go through this uh, uh, for. I'm just going to run through this for the Cats and the Grizz. Uh, it opens February 27th. February 27th is now called spring. <laughs> and uh, the Montana Grizzlies will open their season in a dome at Northern Arizona. Montana State will open their season in California, purportedly in California at UC Davis. March 6th. Montana is at Eastern Washington. Montana State is at Weber State. So two outdoor cold games there for uh, the Montana-Montana State. On the 13th, the third week of the season, Cal Poly visits Missoula, the first home game of the year on the 13th uh, against Bo Baldwin. Bo Baldwin's return to Washington Grizz. And Northern Colorado goes to Bozeman uh, to take on uh, Montana and uh, obviously... Montana State. Excuse me, Montana State. Ed McCaffrey making his first appearance in the state of Montana uh, as a head coach. March 27th, by the way, that's two weeks away. You got a little bye week in the middle of everything here. Okay, so three weeks, everybody plays, and everybody is off on what is that, the 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 20th 20th, of March. The 27th, Cat Grizz in Missoula. You want to circle one on your calendar? There you go. There it is, March 27th, Missoula, Montana. That is the next scheduled meeting between Montana and Montana State uh, on uh, on the gridiron. It's and, also Idaho Eastern uh, Eastern Washington that weekend, too. So you got two rivalry games coming off by, so hopefully mm-hmm. that means that everybody is at least as fully loaded as they can be going into that. Uh, Eastern uh, April 3rd, Eastern Washington goes to Bozeman to take on Montana State. The Grizzlies travel to Moscow, take on Idaho in the Kibbe Dome. And then the final weekend of the season, April 10th, both these games slated in Montana, Idaho State, goes to Montana State, and Portland State comes to uh, Missoula, take on the Grizzlies. So there you go. That is the Montana, Montana State schedules for this uh, upcoming spring season as it sits right now. A few nuts and bolts of this thing. You notice then that the playoffs are scheduled for April 17th. So uh, no week off after the last regular season game. I thought they might install a bye in there somewhere, but they did not. You just have the universal bye on March 20th, and then everybody gets back into the action. You also notice this is a 12-team schedule Mm -hmm. because Sacramento State opted out. 
most people that are listening to the show know that, but in case you didn't, the reason there's 12 and not the 13 teams in Sacramento State's not playing. And in the I got to say, somebody in the Big Sky Conference office, even if it's under their breath, is thanking the good Lord above that there's only 12 teams sure. to make it even so you have six games every week for six weeks. I mean, it, 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 it makes the symmetry work out. Yep. Whereas if you hadn't had, if you had 13 teams that you had to figure this out for, it would be a nightmare. Nightmare. Every team will play at least one home game and one away game in each of the first three weeks of the season and the last three weeks of the season. So you're guaranteed one home and one away in the first block and the second block. Mm-hmm. Everything after that is a little bit more random. No team has three consecutive road games. That's, uh, a, in, in terms of fairness, I think that's good. Although, you and I both thought that there's a very good chance that they might do three road games for the Cats and the Grizz to open the season because of the right. timing of it, and then have all home games to finish out just so that it was possible. The first two are road games, but yep. they get that third one then on the 13th of March uh, in the state of Montana. Yep. The schedule maintains key rivalries. So in other words, the teams that are deemed as your rivals. So Montana has Idaho and Montana State. Idaho has Eastern Washington and Montana. Montana State has Montana and Northern Colorado, which is dumb. They should just replace that with Idaho or Eastern or something, (laughs) but you can't just have the round robin like that. Yeah. But um, three of these games are from last year's original schedule. So three of the league games maintain Mm. the same. Some of the other ones are different. From Commissioner Tom Wisher, so Big Sky Conference Commissioner, he says, the spring football season certainly will be unique, and I'm confident that all who care about our conference share in the sentiment that we cannot wait to watch our student athletes and coaches compete for a Big Sky title and contend for the FCS championship. The schedule provides consistency by utilizing much of the original fall slate, flexibility by allowing space for games to be rescheduled, and sensibility by prioritizing regional matchups that minimize travel experiences. So that's the other thing you're going to see is a lot of games that can be bust to. Obviously, Montana at Northern Arizona, Montana State at UC Davis to open, that's an anomaly. But the other thing they tried to prioritize, especially the first two weeks of the season, were games being played in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, check. You got Cal Poly and UC Davis opening up at home two weeks in a row, including playing each other the second week of the three season. Three domes sitting there. Yeah, Idaho, Idaho State, uh, and Northern Arizona playing at home three weeks in a row, including Idaho and Idaho State playing each other. So that helps mitigate the weather at least a little bit. I mean, every week that you can buy yourself a little more time is a good thing in this neck of the woods. No doubt. And uh, then as far as the logistics of when all this will actually begin, because at Montana, Montana State, Everybody's get all the students getting sent home after Thanksgiving. That's right. They don't come back till January 11th. Mm-hmm. 29 days, 29 practices, excuse me, over the span of, I believe, 25 days is what you're allowed in terms of preseason preparation. So, what was normally fall camp, I guess we'll call it winter camp, mm-hmm. I think they're going to probably start the second week of school and then have basically a month of preparation for that February 27th opening date. Um, Couple things I'm interested in on on this thing. First of all, the scheduling of the rivalry after the bye, as opposed to as the last game of the season, and for us obviously Montana, Montana State, but they also got Idaho, Idaho State, and others in there. Um, I take that as a wanting to have that there for COVID precaution because with a bye week, you can try and keep your distance all the way around and move stuff around if you need to. But does that surprise you, though, that they put that as the fourth game rather than the sixth? Not at this point that it particularly matters. You're just used to it being at the end. 
Well, in the modern era, we're used to the Kakaris game being at the end. Mm-hmm. But that always that was not always the case. Well, I live in the modern era, and that's what I'm used to. And also, when you talk about the postseason, a shortened, you know, smaller now, 16 teams instead of 24. What that game could represent, if it was the final game, right, becomes significant. Whereas since it's not, it is obviously still very significant, but it's not the it's not the walk off that it is when it's there at the end of the season. Yeah, that's a really good point, and we'll get into that a little bit more in the next hour when we're analyzing the ins and outs of this thing. But by and large, I think that this is a pretty efficient, pretty solid schedule. I think the six games is the right move just because it gives you more flexibility in terms of maybe potentially rescheduling. Mm -hmm. I also think that even just reducing it by two regular season games makes it at least a little bit more realistic that you, if you did play in the spring and the fall, those two extra games that you're not playing, I think is big. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Cause the the other thing that we have, we have to go ahead. Well, it's a, it's a half season. It's a half, it's a half of season, you know? And so, the does that mean that it's just going to be half of the recovery time that you would need from a full season? I don't think so. I think you're going to need eighty percent, maybe. But it it is you know the the amount that your body goes through uh, in you know ten, eleven, twelve games, especially depending on how far you you know a team might go in the postseason compared to six. And then of course you there is playoffs, so you could have you know a couple, even three more games than that. But uh, it it I'm I'm with you. Go for going from eight to six is it does help. It's not nothing when you talk about trying to start in the fall of 2021. Another thing we got to mention, and we try to keep politics out of this show as much as we possibly can. But the results of last night's election, specifically on the state level, specifically when it comes to governments and the governor, mm-hmm. are going to have an impact on this mm. because depending on who wins and what states that big sky schools are in, we could have reinforced mandates and or completely different mandates as well. I mean, Montana going from a Democratic governor to a Republican governor, we'll see. It could have an influence on the way these games are operated. Mm -hmm. Arizona is traditionally sort of a purple state, but they went blue last night. What impact does that have on the governor's mansion? Where are we at with Arizona? What do they do? And then just the way that the pandemic is managed for the next five to six months now that we do have new leadership in place will also have an impact. As of right now, for example, in Oregon... There's no collegiate sports that are allowed to be practiced, mm-hmm. period. So Portland State, for example, in basketball is not practicing right now. Yeah. So Barrett Perry is trying to figure it out. You know, Lynn Kennedy is trying to figure it out. How, how do we get ready for a season that's supposed to start in, you know, T-minus three weeks now? I mean, it's November 4th today. It's 21 days from now, the November 25th date, yeah. when teams are supposed to start. How do you get ready? We'll see. They got a little bit more of a bumper when it comes to January, uh, but also then, you know, the other part that is going to play a factor in this is money. Where's the money come from? Because you're going to have to have money for testing. Does That's the next step for the big sky too. Right? They need to, I think, make a statement saying either we're going to have a, a league-wide mandate in terms of testing, what our rules are for infections, all of that, or we're going to leave it up to the schools and the and the states. They have to say one or the other, though, I believe. Mm. Because right, right now the Big Ten has a, a conference-wide mandate that's a lot different than the SEC and the ACC. But the league either needs to say this is what our mandate is, or there is no mandate whatsoever. The thing I'm, I'm, I was gonna sit here and go, okay, Montana State opens up at UC Davis, but really, are they gonna go to California and play? Right. But guess what? 
What happens this weekend? The Pac-12 is playing. Uh-huh. There's four California schools, buddy. So uh-huh. they, you know, that is happening, and we'll see how that goes. But you know, you will already have precedent. Now, what do we know for sure? The length of time that used to be uh, four months between November and March is now about 25 years, right? <laughs> In right. terms of what can happen and, and go on, and and the shifting, you know, of of uh, of the world. Uh, in so very many ways that we continue to see. And so there's there's not even really a reason to sit here and go, well, well, you know, can the California game be – well, I, who knows? We're, 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 we're way too far out in front of it. But I'll tell you what, it is – you and I have both maintained a pretty healthy incredulity about the feasibility and, and, and ultimately the even, uh, you know, playing of a spring season. And I think that there's a lot of things uh, that still have to happen in order to make this possible, but to sit here and have a schedule and have the conference say, this is it, this is what we're going to do, um, it it substantiates and sort of it brings into a, a concrete focus something that heretofore had sort of been this idea, and yeah. now you go, okay, Montana, for the first time in six months, knows who its next opponent's going to be, and it's Northern Arizona. And the two best parts about this are, one, Given the student athletes something to look forward to, mm-hmm. just anything to work toward, mm-hmm. even if it, it all falls apart, it doesn't happen. At least you have this blueprint. But the other most important part about this is having schedules means that you will then be able to go by the NCAA calendar, the NCAA clock, basically, of when you can practice. That's going to allow any team that has the ability to take the field in January and February for fall camp practice no matter what, even if all this stuff gets canceled. Mm -hmm. And that's been Jeff Choate specifically, but big points of frustration for both the Cats and the Grizz and teams across the league. North Dakota State's over here on a full fall camp and just to play one game while Eastern Washington can't even put on pads. Yeah, It's not a level playing field. This levels the playing field because, again, this stuff, it's not going to be canceled until it's week of if it does, and maybe it happens. Regardless, now this give, gives you the ability to, under NCAA rules, you get to fit into that, and you can actually practice and prepare and develop your guys. Yeah. Well, there's a lot There's a lot here and a lot to go through, and we're going to spend some time going through it in the next hour. So we'll get out now and leave this where it is. Uh, obviously, if you go on to BigSkyConf.com, you can check out the whole schedule. Yeah, I got and you can go to SkylineSportsMT.com, too. At SkylineSports, you can uh, see it there, uh, which is, I must say, I mean, not to be that guy who's just puffing up his boy here, but it's such a better website than the conference site. Yeah, it's just the, I mean, the conference site needs so much help. Here's the thing. I'm not here to, to analyze who's is better or whatever. Oh, I a, spend my life on websites. Yeah. So when I made a website, I wanted this to be the easiest website to ever use. There's no tab that disappears, all the stupid stuff that everybody's yeah, got on the website. Yeah. Give me the clean, big buttons, press them. <laughs> that's what we wanted. So that's what we gave you. Very good. Uh, all right. So we'll take a quick break. Uh, on the other side, we will get into... Little wing it Wednesday. We'll give you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. I got a smattering of trivia for my friend Coulter here that we're going to get into. We'll get into some high school stuff as well coming up. Stick with us. Two Tell the One is ESPN Radio. Hey, we live in this great state, so we can enjoy it. Is that right? Get outside, maybe go skiing, maybe go on the rivers, on the lakes. But you know what? If you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, and sometimes that is at the expense of your own free time. Well, that's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services comes in. 
Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow their business, which helps keeps your business running smoothly and gives you more time to do what you love. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services offers monthly bookkeeping and will even clean up previous month's books. Visit online, blackbookkeepingllc.com. Schedule your free consultation today. Again, online, blackbookkeepingllc.com. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. I am in a very good mood, uh, and you're about to find out why. It's 2 Tell New One is 1029 ESPN Radio. Okay. SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, it is time, my friends, for a Wing It Wednesday. And you know what we're going to do today, Coulter, for the people? We're going to give away not one, but two baskets of wings. Oh boy. So we're going to do the first one right now, 361-3688. Call up. All you got to do is call. Okay? You give your information to Reese, and bang, right there in your mailbox comes a gift card for free wings at the Desperado. You're welcome. Okay? So let's get into this here, Coulter, with a little bit of, uh, of Wing It Wednesday. What coach, okay, trivia questions for me to you, okay, okay, what coach with Montana ties leads his team into their season just about 30 minutes from right now? Oh, it's Maction. Uh, Bang! Jim, Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain. Central Michigan. And I am in a great mood because all, don't all the directional Michigan schools play tonight. I remember saying that on my thing. It's like Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, and Central Michigan. The entire tonight. Mac plays oh, today. Do. I got Western Michigan Akron in front of me right now. Ooh, nice. You know? Nice. Got to have something here to, you know, get excited about. Western Michigan, uh, I know you're on the edge of your seats, is losing 7-3, to three, but they do have the ball in Akron territory. Oh, big first down to the 23-yard line. The Western Mighty Western Michigan Broncos on the move. Excellent philosophy department at Western Michigan. Uh, all right, Jim McElwain taking on Frank Solich. Head coach of the Ohio Bobcats. He's got to be Frank Solich, the longest tenured Mac coach, mm, right? Yeah. Who's uh, who is the uh, uh, head coach of Akron? At least who has been? I don't actually think he is anymore. Uh, um, I'm not sure, but Bowden, for, right? Bowden's Tommy son. Bowden. One of I think it's one of the Bowdens. I mm, gotta look. Okay. But anyway, uh, Frank Solich has been at Ohio since 2005. So long time. To be his 15th season. And he was at Nebraska before that, right? 98 to 2003. Yeah. Went 58 and 19. And was wonder, fired. wonder, wonder, wonder what Nebraska thinks about that firing. Well, Nebraska people are the only people in the world that are more delusional than Montana fans. <laughs> I mean, that about, a great, I mean, a great compliment to the greatest nation by saying that. That's right. The expectations. I mean, when you just sit there and go undefeated for like a decade, I think that you have pretty high expectations. Nebraska hey. rolled everybody in the 90s. Hey. 
no no doubt uh all right here we go question number two coulter uh what date is now the rumored and and reportedly uh, close to this deal being done uh start date for the nba season i don't even know what i think of this because i think on one hand if they pull it off it's going to be uh, impressive on the other hand i think that you're going to see a lot of guys not playing for a while uh, December 22nd, I believe. Is you the are right. Day. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah I almost put that in the show today, so I was reading about article. Well, what do you tell me why, though? What is the thing? Like, a lot of guys didn't want to play on Christmas, partly, I think, because it was like maybe a good opportunity to have Christmas off, and also because it was too close to the end of the last season, especially for the teams that went to the conference finals and finals. Yeah. Uh, but also, my understanding is that that Christmas day is such an important day uh, financially right yeah. for the league to have you know what do you got six games on national tv you know espn right. run through from the morning to the night on christmas day that's their you know football's got thanksgiving basketball's got christmas and especially for a league that doesn't know i, I don't know that i've heard yet how they're planning to conduct this season if they're going to travel rather than be in a bubble i don't think that guys you know being in there for like 80 90 days like they were you know, that was – they pulled from the outside, us looking at it. It's like, man, they nailed it. The NBA absolutely nailed it. Right. And I think the players were obviously willing to do it, but I don't think a player for the duration of the season is interested in going, hey, wife, kids, girlfriend, whatever, and just outside world in general, see you later. We're going to Orlando for, I don't know, months. No. no that that ain't going to happen, right? It ain't happening. The other thing is a lot of the superstars, LeBron James specifically, but some other guys too, I don't think anybody's as dedicated as LeBron. But like he says, he lives this thing 363. He says he takes two days off a year where it's not systematic. When I wake up, when I stretch, when I train, mm-hmm. what I eat, where I eat it at, when I drink my wine, all the things mm-hmm. on down the line. He, I mean, it's, it's literally the time he eats, the amount he eats, the the where he sleeps when he takes a nap in a hyperbaric chamber all those things, it's completely and utterly planned out. He says he spends $2 million a year on his body. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you just ended this season two weeks ago, LeBron knows exactly how, how much time he usually gets off. He's going to take that much time off. He's not just going to not. Mm. So I think that you're just going to see him and maybe some other guys not play for a little while yeah. early on. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, by the way, quick update, breaking news. Western Michigan touchdown. 10-7 the lead over the Akron Zips. It's your alma mater. I can't believe you don't tout that more. Yeah, I mean, it makes you such a novelty. Yeah, it, it, it is the only person isn't. I've ever known that went there. <laughs> um, I saw a, 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 a gal in the gym a couple years ago here okay. in Missoula yeah. with a Western Michigan shirt on. Okay. And I was just like, had to talk to this, you know, like, what's going on here? You know, it's weird to talk to people in gyms. You know, male, female, whatever. Like, why is that? You know, because it used to not be. Yeah, it's like everybody's in there. You're doing your own thing. You know what? You know what I really think it is. I think 98 percent of the people that are there got their got their earbuds in. You know, they're they're so, listening to music. They're doing whatever they're doing. They're in there. You're in there for yourself. You're in there to do this thing. This ain't time to like sit here and 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 chit chat or whatever. Yeah. And so I walked up to her, and then she, you know, she's like, Ooh, you know, what do we got here? Why is what what what's this monster? Want to talk to me about? I was just like, did you go to Western? She's like, oh no, it's a friend of mine. Shoot, I was like, oh okay. Well, I went, and then that was the end of it. So fairly anticlimactic as it turned out. There was a burgeoning trend, which I think has sort of fallen flat on its face lately. But 
of having gyms where the number one rule was you couldn't wear headphones. Mm. So you had to talk to people. You know, one thing I never understood why it didn't take is why didn't more like bars and restaurants when smoking was legal ban it in their own establishment? Because mm. sure, you lose the, the smokers, but I thought you would have had such a windfall. I mean, f- being a non-smoker myself, right? You'd go to the bar where it's smoke free. Well, I mean, like going to the bowling alley, right, was like a nightmare, you <laughs> yeah. know, because your eyes just burned and it was just like, it was just kind of tough. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, if there was a bowling alley mm-hmm. that didn't, you know, and now you go and it's like, wow, okay, great. You've been and to the I mean, Atlanta airport? I have been to the Atlanta airport. There's all the places that have like the really fast sliding doors. Right, and you can go so in go there. there yeah, smoke. yeah. Well, the, you have to because the Atlanta airport is roughly the size of Atlanta. I mean, it is, it's, it is, I actually, I, I, I think it might be the, the highest traffic airport, certainly in America and maybe, maybe worldwide. I don't, don't quote me on that, but they got, I mean, they got every bird on earth coming in and out of Atlanta. Oh yeah, for sure. I you mean, know, it's crazy. I mean, you, you could walk in that place for a week. Oh, for sure. I could walk in it to the day I died, but I, <laughs> I'm slow. It takes me a while to get around. Uh, okay, hey, let's do this. Another basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. It is a wing at Wednesday. We'll do it right now. 361-3688. 361-3688. You call us right now. You get yourself wings to the Desperado. We already gave one basket away. We're going to give away two today, though, you know, because that's just what we're about around here. We want to hook the people up. Go over there on, on Russell, get the best wings. All right, Col- Coulter, I got the last question for you. And I mean, we didn't do this, so let's do this. Boy, some chicken wings have really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. Okay, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Saturday, Michigan yep. plays Indiana. Okay. Okay. What are these two teams ranked nationally? Mm-hmm. Well, Indiana posted their first win over a uh, top 10 team in 33 years when That's they right. beat Penn State. Yeah. And then they won again last week. I cannot remember who they beat, but it was a pretty I'll, I'll tell you game. who they beat. They beat Rutgers mm. last week. But then didn't Rutgers beat Michigan? Rutgers did not beat Michigan. Rutger, I don't know who Rutgers beat, if anybody. Michigan lost to Michigan State. Rutgers beat Michigan State. That's what it is. That's right. Rutgers beat Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan lost, lost to, to Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. But Michigan beat Minnesota, which is a good win. The battle, what is it, the battle for the axe or whatever Something it is? like that, yeah. Uh, in the first game so, of the year. So let, Michigan's one and one. So let me think. So I got this. So there's, three, there's three teams in the Big Ten that are ranked right now. Ohio State's number three. Indiana's number 13. And Michigan is number 23. Is it? What do you what do you have on your computer right there? I got uh, let me see the Twitter feed and uh, okay got a couple Tom Wister still yeah okay. got your Akron coach who's Terry Bowden yeah I see that got my Gary Gilbert up uh, preparing uh, people who who uh, aren't watching on TV it, it, Coulter just shut his eyes and looked at a screenshot that he had saved in his head because this is how you operate. <laughs> And you absolutely nailed it. The Hoosiers are the number 13 team in the nation. I just had to Michigan visualize it because I was looking at it yesterday. We were talking about this yesterday. We were talking about Ohio State yesterday. I not You and me? Yeah, on the show. Really? Yeah, because you were because we were talking. We talk, oh, we were about ta- who, we were talking who would, about who would the go? The fourth representative yeah, yeah, yeah. from the college football yeah. playoff. And 
then we were because I remember then thinking, okay, because I knew Clemson was number one, I knew Alabama was number two, I knew Ohio State was number three. I was then surprised to know that Notre Dame was as high as four. That probably won't last after this weekend when they play Clemson. Although sounds like there's a couple more COVID uh, positives for the Tigers, which is not a good thing. Um, but then you mentioned that Cincinnati was number six. That's and right. I started looking at the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. noticed that uh, Indiana was as high as thirteen. Breaking news. Western Michigan pick six to the house. ESPN Plus people got to have it. They're up 16 to seven, barring the extra point. Uh, Here's my question for you, though, because I I did bring up this game for a reason to ask you about it, the Michigan-Indiana game. Who's the number 13 team in the nation? Of course, Western Michigan misses the extra point. Of course. Shanked left. Um, Do you think Indiana's better than Michigan? I mean, what it would be 2020 for the Hoosiers to be better at football, like just flatly better. They're already ranked higher, which is bizarre. They got that amazing win, unbelievable game against Penn State. And, okay, they beat Rutgers. And, actually, I, I mean, I watched that Penn State game, watched the whole thing. Uh, and, and Indiana is good. They're act, I mean, they, this was, you know, you get upsets all the time, but this is a good football team. But I just have a hard time. I understand that Michigan lost. I'm not saying the rankings are wrong, but I just don't know if I can sit here and go that Indiana's a better team than Michigan. I don't know if I have it in my in my psyche to be able to think that. Well, I mean, Michigan, right now, the top tier of college football, the, te- the, the embarrassment of riches that they have in terms of talent is so profound. Yeah. There's only a couple teams, though, in that top tier. Let's call it the top 12 or 15 teams in terms of the actual talent on their roster. Yeah. There's only a couple teams that has had that omnipresent pressure. If Nebraska could ever get into that level talent-wise, they would have it. Yeah. Obviously, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama, and Auburn, and Georgia, and Florida, they all have it. But the teams that it seems to crush more often than not, particularly lately, there's three of them. It's Michigan, it's Notre Dame, it's Florida. Florida... I think is a very easy. It's very easy to decipher why you have the greatest college, college football coach in my mind of the modern era in Urban Meyer, and then he leaves, and then you go and hire a whole bunch of coaches, and they've had multiple coaching changes, and that sort of instability, I think, can really put you behind. And they're still a top twenty program, no question. Well, and, and I, I like Dan Mullen, man. Dan, I, and I Dan think, Mullen's the right guy, and that's who they should yeah. have hired originally. But yeah. Dan Mullen was off chasing his other head coaching you know, gigs in Mississippi State and all that stuff. If they just would have had Dan Mullen as the coach right after Urban Meyer and they didn't do the Well, and and Dan Mullen at that moment wasn't Dan Mullen, too. You know, he he built it up in Mississippi State. At Notre Dame, they just are always going to be overrated unless they're not. You know what I mean? Like, the only way that Notre Dame is not overrated is if they go undefeated and win the national championship. Yeah. (laughs) Because they just have such a different type of following – but they also get so many dudes. But here's, I guess what I'm getting at is that Michigan has top 10 talent in the country, I think. Mm. Top 10 or 12 talent. Far down the list of Jim Harbaugh's issues is recruiting. That's not his issue. His issues are being able to beat the teams that the fan base cares the most about. Michigan State. And Ohio State. And Ohio State. Can't That's do it. it. Um, Who does that remind you of? Mm. Rob Ash. Rob Ash, Montana State, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing that... But the, the thing that Michigan's marching towards, though, is this. 
I know Harbaugh's abrasive. I know that he has a shelf life on him because of his coaching style. I don't know if he could ever stay at one place for 25 years. I just don't think he could do it. I think he'll wear everybody out. But he's doubled the length of time he's been anywhere else already at Michigan. But here's what I'm saying is that who's Michigan going to hire? Right, right. Who are you gonna get? Like if you really if you're really obsessed with this notion of a Michigan man, are you really just gonna go hire the Mad Hatter? You gonna go hire Les Miles? It ain't happening. Les Miles is get, not getting you any closer to beat Ohio State. None no. closer. No. And like, what do you you want to get Urban Meyer in? He ain't going. He ain't going to Michigan. No, no way. No. Who is though? That's what I'm saying. Michigan. That's the thing is when you have an over elevated perception of yourself, like when you have a, a delusion, and there's only a few programs that have the true delusion. But Michigan truly thinks that they're going to get somebody that's better than the guys that are already in the league, and they're not. Here's the they're thing. not going to get the guy any guy anybody that's better than the guy they got. Here's the thing I, I just don't understand. Um, there there's a whole bunch of teams that ha- let me say it like this. The pressure that Michigan has is exactly that. It's exactly pressure. And that's why it crushes them, because it is pressure. The other programs that would have that same pressure don't have pressure, though. They have expectation, because they know. Ohio State just knows they're going to roll. Alabama knows. Clemson knows. If they started to not, then the fan base would be like, what do we got going here? And it would wear like an anchor around the neck of that team. And that's what Michigan has and has had. And Michigan, no, no, those we got to throw in there, by the way, is Texas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's 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 true. If you have the albatross of what you once were and you can't get back there, and it remains mysterious as to why, yes. that's the thing that's going to erode. It's always going to be so heavy up on your program. And, and honestly, man, Michigan to me, it is a mystery. Like, I is it though? How do you catch Ohio State? No, no. How do you no, catch Ohio State? No, here's the thing. I understand the the Ohio State deal um and why Ohio State is, you know, the best team in the Big 10, period. But also it Michigan, it's they're not they are not the little brother from resources to fan engagement to institution buy-in institutional support to anything they are equals at least and so mm-hmm. i know that ohio state has it rolling year in and year out and when you bring in urban meyer and all of a sudden do what they did with him mm-hmm. and then you hand it off to ryan day and it's still going now i will say this yep. a lot of schools that have a like a great hall of fame level like the day that that, that Nick Saban leaves Alabama, Alabama is still going to be an elite team in the nation for the next two years for sure. Mm-hmm. And Alabama presumably will always be good. But what I'm saying is Ryan Day ain't Urban Meyer. Maybe one day he becomes that, but what are we seeing in Oklahoma, right? I mean, you give you give you know all the credit in the world to Stoops for building up to that level, and then like, the two years that he's gone – they still roll. And by the way, I give Lincoln Riley a ton of credit because he's done a lot himself bringing in quarterbacks and all that. But now all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, this is really your show. Can you carry it? Mm-hmm. I don't know what Ryan Day's level is going to be. I would I would be shocked if he's able to attain, of course, the same level that Urban Meyer attained. And so I think that there is going to be incremental drop-off for Ohio State for, in, in you know a year or two from now. What I what I don't understand is why Michigan can't even be in the conversation, man. Like they they have everything that you could ever want, and 
you know, I mean, you want to you talk about recruiting not being a problem. Well, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, you got I mean, you go to Michigan, you got a pretty good life on your hands there in Ann Arbor playing football for the Wolverines. For sure. When's the last time Jim Harbaugh recruited a good quarterback? It's crazy. But this is what their I'm, whole front seven goes to the league every single year, okay. but they don't have a quarterback. Well, so so you got to go get one. Like, I mean, well, what's the issue? Why can't he go find I one? I don't know. I think a part of it is because he's a quarterback. Say more. I, I just think that sometimes bullheaded, strong-headed guys, they don't want a guy that is like they they don't have they they can't relinquish enough trust to to galvanize a guy. Think about how much how how much Dabo Sweeney empowers Trevor Lawrence. Or even how much Nick Saban has empowered several of his most recent quarterbacks. I don't think Harbaugh has has it in him. I think he wants a guy that's like submissive to him, oh. and then therefore I think it robs them from getting quarterbacks that are know. of that I, level. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is the quarterbacks aren't as good. I just think they don't. They're not as good. I mean, you watch them walk. They're, they're not athletic. They they don't throw the a great they got football. Now is athletic. Though. Yeah, their their quarterback right now really he, he's outstanding in terms of his athleticism. I don't know what he is as a thrower of the football. He looks okay, but they've already lost. So I, I don't know, man. But I think that, first of all, if you can't recruit a quarterback and you can recruit a front seven, that's great. But you got to be able to get a quarterback. Like, you have to. You know, I, I there are enough – I mean, there are, there are there only four elite quarterbacks in the country every year? Is that it? No. I mean, so so get one. It's your Michigan. Like you got to be able to do it. I don't know. It's it's bizarre to me. And not not once or twice. Just period. Ohio State, three notches. Michigan. That's it. It shouldn't be that way. I think what you're saying about Urban Meyer and Ryan Day is fascinating because I, I think that there's only three programs that are truly impervious to erosion at this point. I think it would take a massive scandal for anything to derail them. Clemson, Clemson, Bama, and Ohio that's State. That's it. Yeah. I, I, your, your analysis is spot on at every other division school in the country besides Ohio State. Well, because I really think that there's only three schools. Nothing in sports is guaranteed except one thing. If you buy in to the programs at those three schools and you have NFL aspirations, they will put you in the league. And that is totally different than any other school. And when I say there's no guarantee, even at Michigan or Penn State or Nebraska or any of these other schools, if you go to Ohio State and you win this, the job as a starting cornerback, you will be a top 100 pick, point blank period, almost 100% guaranteed. Right. And and, and that's a that's great That's an unbelievable point. recruiting tool this day and age. Yeah, and that's why certain schools always have such, like, this is such a great, you know, tight ends go to, the, go to Miami, right? Corners go to LSU. Like you get those positionally, but at those schools, you get them across the board just about. Well, it used to be that, okay, Ohio State or Alabama sending 10, 12 guys to the league, but they're sending 10 to 12 guys that are getting drafted in the top 250 picks. Yeah. Now it's so loaded that you could have, I mean, every there's no Alabama guy going the sixth round. They're all going the top three rounds. Yeah. So now it's totally different where it used to be, okay, maybe I'll pick Michigan instead of Ohio State because even though I'm going to be the best player at my position at this place, I'm not going to be one of the top guys on my team. Okay. So I'm not going to get drafted aside. But now even if you're 12th in the draft line at Ohio State, you're still going to the top 75 picks. So let's talk to me about Washington then because Washington – has I mean, you look at the f- first two rounds of the last four or five drafts, and there's just Huskies everywhere. Yeah, there is. And they, they did go to one playoff uh, and actually were competitive with Michigan until the pick six, but yeah. uh, uh, or with Michigan, excuse me, with Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so so, so they, they did get to that 
sure. nationally elite level. But, I mean, I mean, you want to know my, my take on the Washington Huskies? They bought into the being able to brand a Golden Boy quarterback, two quarterbacks in a row, and those guys just weren't as good as you ever wanted them to be. Jake mm-hmm. Locker and Jake Browning were pretty good, but not as good as you wanted or needed them to be. Well, but, they, but they just fell in love with those guys, and I, they marketed them to the fan base, and they built their whole programs around them, made them the face of the program, but they just weren't good enough. I think you're wrong about that about Jake Locker. I think Jake Locker was good enough in college. He was he, he obviously did not work out in the NFL for a variety of reasons, but as a college quarterback, he was the leader of that team. Jake Browning was never But those Huskies teams were just so mediocre, even though they had so much talent. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, Jake Locker... Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're going back now into Steve Sarkeesian, are we not? Yes. So, I mean, that's all the explanation I would need on that. It's 2 Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. What a great Wing It Wednesday segment. My goodness, how fun was that? Wing It Wednesday, giving out wings every Wednesday to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city of Missoula. That's you, the voting public, and you are a voting public, are you not? Over there, get some wings for yourself. We'll give you some more next week. But why wait for us? Just go anytime you like. Get yourself wings, burgers, beers, the whole thing. Whole shooting match to Desperado. Quick break on the other side. Give you a little update. State volleyball in progress next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Still good every time. Wolf Mother. What's up? It's 2Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. Good to be with you on this Wednesday evening. Hope you are well. Thanks for being with us. Coulter, it is time for our Prep Extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, brand new location on Last Chance Gulch and Montana Avenue in Helena. You have to check that out. They are open for business. I don't know if you can go in, but it is open, the, uh, the, the the area now there in Helena. So new Farmer State Bank location there. Coulter, Prep Extra Today Volleyball, the uh, Prep Volleyball Tournament, uh, is being held uh, at a bunch of host sites around the state this year. Or which they do, but, you know. Divisionals are going to be interesting format. So the in the double A. They're doing top seeded host sites in the mm-hmm. western and western and eastern A. They're also doing top seeded host sites, but then in class B and class C, they're going to have 
single site tournaments. So North, the Northern Bee will take place in Shelby and Conrad. The Southern Bee will take place in Red Lodge. Anaconda's hosting the Western Bee. Meanwhile, Sydney hosts the Eastern Sea. Fort Benton hosts the Northern Sea. And the Western Sea will also take place mm. at some host sites. We haven't talked a lot of volleyball this year because Montana has done a great job of navigating prep sports. Mm-hmm. I think most of the moves that were made in terms of getting rid of non-conference games and when there has been cancellations, people have been pretty darn – they've communicated well. Yeah, uh, It's cost some teams much more than others. I mean, mm-hmm. like Loyola, for example, when they got to play four games this year in football, but then they also had a couple games forfeited, so then they got to make the playoffs. Yeah, And so then they – even though they didn't win an actual regular season game, they get to go to the playoffs. But regardless – the all-class volleyball tournament will be really weird not being at a single For site. Sure. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's one of the most fun prep events. But in terms of what's going chaos. But in terms of what's going on though now, state AA volleyball did open uh, yesterday. In fact, there's matches all the way across the state. So a uh, few quick scores for you. Bozeman beat Billings Skyview in five sets. Billings West beat Great Falls High in four sets. Missoula Sentinels swept Missoula Hellgate. So Missoula Sentinels into the quarterfinals of the bracket. Great Falls CMR beat Belgrade in a sweep. Cowspell Glacier beat Butte 3-1. Helena High beat Flathead 3-0. And Billings Senior beat Bozeman Gallatin in five sets. So and if, if I'm not mistaken, Missoula Big Sky's volleyball team uh, shut it down they earlier did. this year. Yep, they did. And because of that, then Helena Capital uh, and Helena Capital alone got the only buy. So now Helena Capital takes on Bozeman in the quarterfinals. Helena Capital is absolutely the favorite. They have been rolling through their schedule. They haven't lost in a couple of years. They have the Barch twins who are two of the best uh, athletes, period. Danny Barsh is committed to the University of Montana for women's basketball, mm-hmm. and her sister Paige is committed to Boise State for volleyball. So that gives you a couple pretty outstanding weapons. We've got a couple 6-1 twins who can jump like they That'll can. That'll work, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, so we'll keep you apprised of everything that's happening across the state in volleyball, but uh, it's it's sort of too bad that there's not going to be the all-class tournament, but the fact that they do get to have a couple of these district and divisional tournaments, I think that's good, especially for the small towns, because it is it is an economic boost. You know, it's tenuous this, this day and age to bring a bunch of people from outside. And who knows what the rules are going to be. It's all dependent on the county, who can go, where, all of that. But it seems to me a lot of these rural places that are hosting these tournaments, it's by and large going to be a good thing for the kids. Very good. Thank you, Coulter. It's our prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, proud to celebrate the opening of their newest location, 2125, Last Chance Gulch in Helena. Our state bank all over Western Montana since 1907. Take a break. On the other side, hour number two, our ESPN roundtable, a conversation with Coulter about the brand new Big Sky Conference football schedule just came out for the spring of 2021. We'll talk about that next. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 